Welcome to Health Unabashed, a conversational platform where healthcare meets innovation. Broadcasting live on Healthcare Now Radio, we engage top industry talent and dive into the heart of health and wellness from vision to business model to bring you the latest in innovation from health tech to promising AI applications, policy, and ultimately impact on the public's health and well-being. We're here to shake up the status quo in health, making it sustainable, equitable, patient-centric, accountable, safe, and effective. I'm Greg Masters, your co-host and executive producer, and I'm joined by the digital health aficionado himself, author, editor, global thought leader, and in his executive capacity, steward servant, Gil Bash. Together, we're on a mission to bring you the people, the ideas, and the companies that are not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. On today's menu, we take a look at Gil's planned conference schedule, including Scope Boston, Hims Orlando, Five Los Angeles, and others, including Dr. Daniel Kraft's Next Med Health Conference in San Diego, with a brief 2023 look back in Gil's sense of 2024 going forward. So, with no further delay, let's hear from Gil. Greg, I, I want to thank you for that really wonderful introduction. You know, here we are together. We're in the beginning of our, our third season together. And um, I'm certainly grateful to you as as co-host and executive producer of, of Health on a Bash. The, the show has been a success beyond my wildest imagination, and, and you play a very large role in that. You know, the guests we have obviously are precious each week, and we kick off each year with a conversation between us. And uh, obviously, I'm drawing on your knowledge, both as a producer of radio programs specializing in the health sector, your own radio program, obviously Pop Health Week with Fred Goldstein, and obviously you're being in the trenches as uh, someone who is dedicated to public health and, you know, particularly during the pandemic, the frontline role you served in community health uh, in California. And the thought of our journey together really strikes me as we begin the year. You know, we often see each other. Uh, sometimes we're working on a show together at a meeting like Health or Vive or you know, some of the other big conferences we go to. And uh, more often than that, it's, of course, you know, speaking each, to each other through our laptop screens. But you know, I am really thinking about what's ahead in 2024 and the, the meetings that we have on our different agenda. And I, I just think it's really important for people to share, you and I to share with everybody who's listening, why those gatherings are important other than the fact that there's exhibit floors and uh, and snacks and uh, swag um, and hugs and pink socks, a call out to our good friend Nick Atkins, um, and kindness and all that. There's something more important about these exchanges. So I just thought we would explore that a little bit. I've got a very, very full conference schedule coming up, and I'm I'm grateful that I'll be attending these meetings in um, a hat that I, I'm privileged to wear, the hat of journalist, of reporter, uh, where I'll be going into these meetings, looking in advance for key stories that I can write about, and um, certainly looking to highlight some of the inequities in the public health system that you and I talk about that I can bring to the fore, and most importantly, bring to the fore solutions. So uh, next up for me, actually, um, I'm heading to Scope in um in florida uh actually next month 
and I'm very, very excited about this. I actually have not been to Scope before. It has a huge fan club of, of people involved in, in clinical trial design. It's particularly important for me this year because of the increased emphasis on the voice of the patient and the fact that technology is making it possible to reduce inequities in people participating in clinical trials. And technology is enabling us to be disconnected in some cases, not fully, but disconnected from trial sites physically, where trial sites can connect with us by virtue of our, our wearables, our smartphones, the laptop that you and I speak on. Um, so I'm heading to Scope. And um, actually in a section of their clinical trials section, they have about 3,000 people in the main audience. And I'm doing one of the first kickoff keynotes at Scope. And I'm very excited about that because I'm interviewing someone who uh, we're going to have on the show in a few weeks. Uh, Yael Alish, a name that probably in the States is not sort of commonly known. But Yael is one of the founders of Waze. And you're saying to yourself, one of the founders of Waze, what does that have to do with championing health innovation on our program, Greg? So first, before I tell people about Yael and why I'm really looking forward to having her on the program, I'd be curious to get your read, if I could, about now what you thought when I just said, hey, founder of Waze on Health Unabashed, Greg Masters, what do you think? The first thing that comes to mind, ways, healthcare, there's got to be a fusion there somewhere in terms of technical value and then benefit for the patient. Uh, it just seems like an atypical merger, but heck, I was always wondering why Lyft and Uber were showing up at HIMS meetings. <laughs> only, only later did I get the play there on the transportation sides. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me share with you. Ways, I mean, before Waze, think about it. For those of you who were driving before Waze existed, you probably invested in a GPS system that's from Garmin or some other company that sat on your dashboard. Hopefully it sat on your dashboard, didn't fall off. And it tracked where you are on the road. In other words, it had a map. It had a map that you used to buy these big yellow maps at gas stations or AAA. And it had that map embedded in the system. And it showed your car on the map. It didn't show the fact that the road was closed. It didn't show the fact that the bridge was out. It didn't show the fact that the shortest route that they were suggesting wasn't a half an hour. It was going to be three hours. But if you didn't know where you're going, obviously, the GPS system at least gave you some sense of you had the map. Waze was a disruptive technology. And especially in the age of the downloadable app store, you could suddenly get Waze on your phone and use the screen on your smartphone as the smart GPS. And the difference was, rather than making the road the priority, it made your getting to your destination the fastest way possible, the priority. So Yael um, obviously has sold Waze to Google, and she is reinventing using smart AI technologies a system that puts the patient in the driver's seat. So for years, we've talked about patient centricity. I think Yale is on the verge of creating a technological platform that makes it possible for that to happen and impossible to ignore that. So I'm going to scope to do a fireside chat with Yale, and I'm really hopeful 
based on our plan for the show, Yael is going to be on Health Unabashed with you and me in conversation, talking a little bit about what she and the former team at Waze have sort of cooked up for helping us accelerate the path to diagnosing undiagnosable diseases, helping people actually understand what other conditions or medications they should be taking, and creating a world of real-world evidence where we can take a look at getting people into clinical trials faster and answers. So scope is first on my list. Right afterward, coming back, getting on a plane, I'm heading off to LA for Vive. It's a meeting I really like. I thought the work in Nashville was outstanding. I, I thought that the the choice of Nashville, I don't know if they recognize it. Nashville, in my book, is the health systems capital of the world. When um, Tommy Frist Sr. launched HCA Health Corporation of America, he spawned something like 300 other companies in the health sector. Now, everybody thinks of Nashville as Music City. No, it really should be the health hub because music contributes about $26 billion a year to the Nashville economy. It's a lot of money. Health contributes $43 billion to the Nashville economy. You've got Vanderbilt University Medical Center. You've got LifePoint headquartered there. You've got HCA headquartered there. And you've got all of the companies that spin out and support them all centered around the greater Nashville area. It is a metropolis of health innovation in health information, in health services, in how health systems have to have sort of a, a responsible, sustainable base in order to sustain. So next it's Vive. Now you've been to Vive before, Greg. What, what's your, what was your reaction to last year's Vive? Very impressed. Last year we were in Nashville, I believe, March. Actually, yeah, 2023, March. That was uh, my first experience of, I guess it was the Vive slash health without vowels, as you are, uh, are known to say. And they're obviously super capable conference uh, curators. And uh, it was just the right size. It was very timely. It was an unfortunate time that they had the uh, school shooting while we were there. That was kind of... Uh, First day of the meeting was tragic, horrific. Yeah, it's become a, obviously a go-to meeting, just like Scope. By the way, who, for those not familiar, Scope, uh, it's February 11th through the 14th in Orlando, Florida. It's the Summit for Clinical Ops Executives, and apparently it's a very deep dive into clinical trials. I know something near and dear to your heart. So that that's what I can say. And, and as far as Vive goes, I think this is going to be a spectacular follow-up to... I think you've said something. You know, I think the magic of some of these meetings, not all, the magic of some of these meetings is the is the, is the the careful curation. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit of another meeting I, I like to go to. But I think that the Vive does a nice job of it. It's, it's, it's not a colossal meeting. It's a big meeting. And so the, the, the content is good. The people who go there, I, I feel a, a real affinity for, but obviously it's a big meeting. If you're looking for intimacy, don't um, no, at Vive. If you're looking for touching base with people around health and the health industry, absolutely. Scope, again, it's the first time I'm going there. I've, I've heard a lot of great things there. I was very fortunate to be invited as a speaker doing the fireside with Yale, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. A meeting that's always on my agenda for, for years, 
Just dropping in, you're right on time for Health Unabashed on Healthcare Now Radio. Today, we're chatting with global digital health thought leader, editor, author, and might I add in his executive role, Stuart Servant Gil Bash. Stay tuned for the rest of the story. I, I sort of have a point of view I want to get across here about hymns. Health information, fragmented, is the Achilles heel of health innovation. Health information that we can access across systems, hospital systems, across platforms, and certainly making sure that people with health concerns, patients, have access to their information is the holy grail. And so um, I've been very fortunate to be involved with HIMSS. I'm a member. Um, I like HIMSS. It's different than Vive and Health and other meetings in that the content is peer-reviewed. All the content is peer-reviewed. We have committees and groups that evaluate sub abstract submissions, and um, and those abstracts, once approved, go through a mentorship component. I'm a mentor for HIMSS presenters, and then, obviously, they make it into the program. I really salute the HIMSS staff, and um, a, a, a call out to my mentor in the HIMSS staff is, uh, is, is Deborah Clow, who um, does a wonderful job heading up the the, the sort of the content selection. She's she's very patient, very thoughtful, and and a magnificent communicator. It's a big meeting, by the way, um, and it's a big global meeting. Even though Kim's is meeting around the world, the the U.S. meeting is is sort of like the the behemoth of health information meetings. It is definitely a radar screen. If information, health information is important, go. I don't know, Greg. Have you been to Hims? Oh yeah, many times. Yeah, and what do you think? Am I right? Am I right on point? Well, it, it, they're in an interesting state of evolution themselves. The last um, the last meeting that was rather well attended. It's all post COVID, so there's been some downsizing and shifting in the industry. And obviously, health without valves coming up has uh, bit a little bit into their business because of um, the Hims acquisition of Health 2.0, and Health Without Valves is kind of a similar showcase, very popular, very quickly. It's attracted quite a few people. But yeah, HIMSS is still out there. You know, we're on the we're on the tail of, of two conferences. Um, JP Morgan sort of sets the table oftentimes in terms of the innovation agenda across, uh, you know, writ large. And then, of course, CES, I believe, is, is going on this week. Oh, now. simultaneously. So yeah, I, I watch those meetings. I have colleagues, as you know. I have a dear colleague, um, uh, Fern Lazar, who was out there with a, with a large team, Ritesh Patel, who's certainly one of the, the, the great, great digital health innovators. So Fern is really, you know, a, a keen mind in investment health. And, uh, and Ritesh, obviously, in digital health. They were out there with teams. And uh, I've gone many, many times to jp morgan i i didn't go this year um it's not a meeting i go to every year uh, you know i think that part of it is it's so spread out to some extent though a lot of it centers around the you know the drake and the hotel it's so spread out that you know i actually lose a lot of time trying to go from place to place and i would say it is the biggest watering hole of the of the life science and health innovation industry you can go from party to party i you know i'm i'm an introvert extrovert people don't realize that so now i can i can flip the switch and be you know present at parties but i'm you know i i tend to i tend i tend to lean more toward where where content um content is poured um freely as opposed to um a cabernet so that's always sort of an interesting thing for me jp morgan cs cs is is um uh you know consumer electronics show in, in vegas 
Um, again, I, I watch that from afar. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going there. I have a lot of colleagues, a lot of industry friends who go there. Uh, I just got a great you know, sort of shout out from uh, John White, who's out there right now from WebMT. He's been on our show before. Um, you know, he's obviously a, a, a national thought leader. You know, he's there. I, I rely on the frontline reports of people like that to satisfy me. Uh, my next program after uh, next meeting after hymns will probably be um, health without the bells. And I think this is a meeting that is in transition in a very exciting way. I think a lot of companies are now seeing the platform. Uh, the meeting is not just a place to get up on stage and share stuff, but they are also now meeting with people and really discussing the 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 transformation or transition of health to be much more uh, consumer friendly. You know, there are some great presentations there. Our, our dear friend Rasu gave a great presentation with Best Buy out there. A lot of presentations are out there. Of course, it's always thrilling to see Healthcare Now Radio there uh, has had a, um, a whole setup, you know, thanks to uh, the, the the folks at Health. Uh, I'm there actually, again, covering as media. And I did, a I, I think, a, a piece I was very excited about um, at the request with Amazon and One Medical. I met with the four chief medical officers of the two organizations and did an exclusive review on what they're up to. I think Amazon uh, really has their act together. Um, the market was a little more exuberant about what this all meant. They had no desire to disrupt the system. Amazon wisely understands the health ecosystem is tremendously fragmented and they are judiciously doing due diligence to understand how to serve the needs of the consumer. So I get a chance to really meet and sit with people there and write about some very pressing stories. Health. I want to touch on some other meetings though very quickly in the time we have left that I think are go a little under the radar screen and absolutely shouldn't. One um, I, I want to talk about is is CNS Summit, which doesn't stand for Central Nervous System. It, maybe it once did. It stands for Collaborate for Novel Solutions. It's led by Dr. Emil Kalali, who's the curator and founder of this. It's a, a meeting he started some time ago as an executive then of Quintiles. Uh, Dr. Kalali is really one of the nation's great thought leaders when it comes to medicines in the area of neurology. He's a great advisor to companies and certainly does a great job with uh, CNS Summit. About 1,000 people go every year. It's it's almost the, almost the same 1,000 people. It's a community unlike a meeting. So for me to say conference or meeting for CNS Summit is inappropriate. It is a, as Hemingway said, a movable feast. But it's um, going to be continually held in in Boston, the program is very carefully curated. There's one main stage. There's one day where there's sort of like spotlight sessions. They're incredible. The rooms are packed. Um, Amir is is one of these brilliant guys who recognizes the success of the meeting isn't only of how many people are in the main rooms. It's how many people are engaged in the hallways and deep conversation about the future of our industry. And you have world-class leaders, some of whom have been on our show, were there. You no, know, Janae Baja of, of, of Microsoft is there. Craig Lipsit, who is the co-chair of the Decentralized Trials Research Alliance, is there. Um, really, a lot of those movers and shakers that we've been privileged to have on the program are at Summit. And they're they're speaking, they're meeting with people, and guess what? They're accessible and they stay for the entire meeting. Um, next, 
high up on my radar screen. It's held generally in October of every year. It's a one-day summit. It's called the Galleon, G-A-L-I-E-N um, Foundation Summit. It's one of the few places where the world leaders in the um, life science industry and government come up onto the main stage in small groups and in moderated, non-scripted conversation, talk about some of the pressing health problems and problems facing health innovation that can improve the human condition uh, come there. Uh, I, this year, last year, um, was the first time they fortunately started to talk about climate and the importance of climate impact and health. Galleon Foundation, which gives out the pre-Galleon, high on my radar screen. Um, next is a is a movable feast program. It happens frequently. It's out of Columbia University called HitLab. And HitLab meets um, all the time. It is really focused on digital health. It's a surprising meeting that comprises the big, big biopharma companies, AstraZeneca, Merck, um, others are there, and, and startups. And it is, I would say, it's both an exchange of ideas over three days. Their meetings are three days, uh, generally. Uh, they're going to have a big meeting in May, a three-day meeting in Midtown Manhattan. I'm, I'm actually very privileged to uh, be hosting them one evening as a reception. And I'm very excited about that. And um, people come from all around the country to, to sort of share and learn from each other. I think it's a key meeting. Um, I also want to talk about a meeting that's up and coming that I think is really important. And it's called the Digital Health AI and Innovation Summit. It's going to be held in Boston. And um, I'm privileged to be a speaker at that meeting. And it really is the, I'll call it the assembly, almost like the, the Congress of all people who are really involved in digital health predominantly from the United States, but many come in from around the world. And in short presentations like like TED, well, we get up on stage and, and share with what's on our on our radar screen. So um Greg, for me, that's the those are some of the hot places that are definitely on my travel schedule. I have some other meetings I'm going to. This month I'm going to uh the Marfan Foundation meeting in in Florida. Actually I'm going to be joined by John Nasta. Um, who really is one of the great innovation theorists of our industry. He's actually going to be talking about uh, Gen AI, AI, um, the sort of the cognitive innovation that's going on. So I'm, I'm going to be sort of like introducing John. I guess I, you can say I'm the warm-up comic for John's deep, deep dive conversation. And that's on my agenda so far. The one thing I haven't heard, but I'm wondering if the, is is maybe on your itinerary is... Um... Daniel Kraft's gathering uh, was it now rebranded to Next Med Health here in San Diego? I think that's. I think it's a big deal. I think. Oh look, Daniel's been on the show. Everybody knows Daniel Kraft, Doctor Daniel Kraft. Look, this guy's he's 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 a genius. Doesn't describe it. Um, hey, you know, I, I I'd love to be invited. I'd love to be invited to Daniel's. Um, you know, gathering. Whatever Daniel touches is gold. I mean, we're talking about a army pilot, you know, it's sort of a, a F-15, you know, and, and sort of like a, a flight surgeon. We're talking about an inventor, a professor, a clinician, uh, a writer. Um, I don't know what Daniel Kraft 
isn't doing, but whatever he's doing is awesome. I, I think you're right, Greg. That 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 should be on our radar screen. Whether I'm there or not, people should go to that meeting totally. Anything else on your radar screen? Well, not really. I'm backing away a little bit from the the wide berth of the conference interest and schedule. I'm kind of drilling down into some other areas, but um, I wanted to ask you this. Well, I know you're a big surfer. I know you're a big surfer. So I know you're hitting the water. Well, let me throw this at you. So if you, if we had a word cloud for prognostications of 2023 and where it started and where it wound up, um, what would be at the top of that word cloud? And I also want to ask you looking forward to 2024, what do you see as the, as the go-to word in that cloud in terms of the buzz of where the industry is going and focusing. Right. So I think in 2023, we, we centered around health inequities. Um, you know, I think that we understood our responsibilities, both as innovators, as reporters, as counselors. We understood that if we don't provide access of, to care for all, we have not fulfilled our responsibilities to society. I think people have really come to understand that. Now, whether they'll do something about that or not is a different issue. But if you said that in a world cloud, what's at the center of the word cloud? Health inequities. Um, what's in the center of Gill's right now, 2024 word cloud? Elections 2024 um, are front and center. I think that our, our priorities in 2024 are going to be set once the Republican Party define who's their lead candidate and what the buzzwords and terms are around the election rhetoric. And I think industry as a whole, both in terms of, of defending its good name and its good intent and actually leaning into the opportunity to sort of align in a bipartisan way with the candidates is really going to center around what's on the minds and the lips of the, the presidential candidates and downstream. Um, and Greg, I'm, thank you for asking that question. I've just written a piece. You can find it on medica.life, medica with a K. And I've written a piece that talks about my, essentially, uh, elections 2024 and the issues that I think are going to be on the lips of our, um, of our candidates. And of course, let's not forget AI. AI. I cover that and then I said I don't want to write about it. It's it's now beaten to death. It's 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 like writing about um um the computer. The computer is a great innovation. AI has become sort of everything. Of course, the GPT portion of AI is exploding everywhere. Actually, this whole program has been scripted by <laughs> by uh Chat GPT. You know, it was great just sitting by and watching mm -hmm. my digital double do all right, the work right we're we're just keying like, in text and it's creating this video and voice right yeah this is just hey this is just our we're, digital twins having fun we're digital okay well greg thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for an amazing 2022 an amazing 2023 here's to 2024 together and that, dear listeners, is the last note for today's melody. A huge thank you to our worldwide audience for tuning in. And tip of the hat to my colleague, friend, and principal host, Gil Bash. Health on a Bash streams live three times a day, Monday through Friday, at 10.30 a.m., 6.30 p.m., and 2.30 a.m. Eastern, or at 7.30 a.m., 3.30 p.m., and 11.30 p.m. Pacific. 
Stay social with Gil and me on Twitter via Gil underscore Bash, and that's B-A-S-H-E, and Greg Masters, M-P-H, and that's Greg with two Gs. And don't forget to give your tweet some zing with our hashtag, HealthUnabashed. Until we meet again, pursue your passion for better health and no apologies.